Your house is just made out of knives. Welcome to Idaho. <laughs> Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Hey, buddy. And sitting next to Jake is someone else who makes those around him uncomfortable with his crotch gyrations. It's Mark. That is so true. That might be the most accurate descriptor of me you've ever introduced me with. Well, good. I like that. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, another thing we do is we spoil the shit out of that movie. Um, so if you don't want whatever movie we're talking about that week spoiled, probably uh, maybe bow out before we get to that review and go watch the movie. Uh, this week, we watched 2014's Creep, and we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, Jake, what are you drinking this week? I'm drinking whiskey. You know, it's just a, a nice night. We can enjoy just a few a couple whiskeys of guys together. A couple drinking guys whiskeys. drinking whiskeys. How about mm. you, Mark? <laughs> um, I, I have two, uh, and they sort of tell a story. Mm. The first one um, is, of. yeah, well, you know, I, there, there's this one's a hard, this is a hard movie to, like, put onto a beer. Um, <laughs> any, in any case, I grabbed New Planet's uh, Seclusion IPA. Because the first half of the movie or so is very secluded. It's like the whole point. Uh, okay. you know, they, don't, they don't see anyone else. Eh. That one's reaching. Uh, the other one is definitely reaching as well. But uh, I'll never pass up an opportunity to drink Utah beer on here. Uh, this one's famous. Uh, and it's sort of... This is a spoiler for the very, very, very end of the movie. Um, but obviously these guys sort of develop a romantic-ish relationship. And Mark Duplass's character has done this many, many times. So I went with a polygamy porter. Oh, I thought you said the beer was called Famous. That's the way I took it at first, too. But then I got there. I understood. Okay. The beer, the type of beer. It's a famous beer. Okay. Well, Mark, I applaud the effort, and you tried to time in. Uh, like you said, it's a hard movie to beer. <laughs> <laughs> it is a hard movie to beer. Jack, yep. did you even try to beer it? I am drinking whiskey. Cheers. We're just a couple of guys drinking whiskeys. Mm-hmm. That's the correct one. Yeah. Um, specifically, I'm drinking uh, Eagle Rare bourbon, uh, which is goddamn delicious. Okay. I went with scotch. Uh, I'm drinking uh, Highland Park uh, 10. Did you mix oh, in a nice. bunch of cold medicine, too? Just uh, to be no, thematic? No, not this time. Oh, okay. Not this time. <laughs> <laughs> is Benadryl cold medicine? I couldn't remember. What, no, Benadryl is an allergy medicine. You're right. It was Benadryl. Okay. I was drawing a blank so on We're off to a good start as always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm truth adjacent, okay? Before we get into the uh, heart of our main review this week, you guys want to talk about what's been rocking our horror worlds? Absolutely, I do. I guess. All right, Mark, you're, you're excited there. Why don't you go first, Mark? What's been rocking your <laughs> horror world this week? Sure. I, I have... A uh, small one and a big one. The small one is uh, I've been watching this show called Black Mirror. I'm sure you guys have heard it or seen it oh, plastered yeah. all over yeah. Netflix. It's not horror particularly. It's mostly sci-fi. Um, 
And it just sort of explores like the impact that technology, like future technology has on people's lives and whatever. Uh, Specifically though, it's an anthology show. So every single episode is its own self-contained storyline. And they're long too, especially the new Netflix season. Yeah. They're an hour long at least. Well, I think the last one was only like 50 minutes, but yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely like a sit down and watch type of thing. The one specifically that I want to talk about though, is an episode called white bear. It's in season two. Uh, so far it's been the most horror-y one. Uh, it's got some twists and turns in it, but it definitely opens up with like just, it's almost like Purge-esque where there's just this chick getting chased by a bunch of people with like chainsaws and shotguns and stuff. So, and masks. Yeah. Mark, is that as far as you've made it into Black Mirror? Are you starting from the beginning? Yeah, started from the beginning and I am one episode past White Bear. Okay. Okay, pretty cool. Because um, I was going to say, I, I've been watching Black Mirror as well. Y- you go a little bit deeper. There's an episode called Playtest that once it got to just Netflix show, like not a BBC show, and it's pretty horror as well. So there you go. I, I will say, I mean, it's horror adjacent, not really horror, but I, so far I've liked every single episode in that show. So give it's it a pretty watch. pretty well done. Yeah. yeah. So I take it's it. It's certainly unique. So for someone who hasn't seen it, I take it both of you are giving it a recommend despite its maybe teetering on the edge of being horror or not. I yes. would, there's some episodes that are decidedly not horror yeah. at all. Well, at there's all. some episodes um, of the Twilight Zone that are decidedly not horror, so I think that's kind of a tough... But they're all really they're matter. all worth watching. Okay. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's good and show. I mean, that's a good parallel to draw. It is very similar to the Twilight Zone. Sure. Okay. That makes sense yeah. to me. Uh, the second yeah. big... The big thing that I had was I've been replaying Bioshock, the remastered version for uh, PlayStation 4. And uh, I completely forgot how horror-y that game is. Yeah, that game, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, that game is horror. Like, it is almost out-and-out horror. You just have enough action that brings it back a bit. Yeah, yeah I mean... definitely. I never actually played Bioshock, but I did spend plenty of time, Jake, sitting in your parents' den watching you play Bioshock, because that's apparently what we did. That was yeah. weird. More specifically, watching <laughs> it, Jake fuck up the hacking minigame. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, you are incredibly bad at the hacking minigame. The hacking minigame was jive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, in any case, yeah, I mean, when you think of horror video games, you usually go to, like, Resident Evil, Silent Hill, one of those, yeah. like, the survival horror Eternal stuff, Darkness. So. Eternal, Eternal Darkness, darkness. if you're Jack. You are one of the chosen many. Um, yes, yes, I am. So it's interesting that like this is this does not play whatsoever like a survival horror. In fact, you're basically always you always have enough money to buy whatever you want, and you're always full on ammo essentially. Yeah. Uh, but there's still just moments that like they painstakingly created specifically to be terrifying, and I kind of forgot about that. So yeah, playing horror it's again, an action. Yeah, it's an action shooter in a very horror setting. Yeah. So now playing it again. I'm like, motherfucker, this is, there are so many more layers than I remember in this game. Yeah. Um, well, now, Mark, you're a professional horror reviewer of things. Yeah, uh, that's sort of true. Pro-am, really. <laughs> but uh, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, they what? HD remastered it. If you have the ability to go back and play this, like the original one on your computer, or pick up the remaster for 30 bucks or something and play it, I'd give it a go. It's better than you remember, even if you have fond memories of it. Mm. Nice. That's good stuff. Jake, you were decidedly less excited uh, to, to get into this segment. What's been rocking yeah, your horror world? I, I mean, it's been a busy week, so I only have one thing, really. Uh, I checked out 
a really recent release. Uh, I watched The Monster. We talked okay. about it just a little while ago, and yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting. I think on the whole, I'd recommend it, but it is definitely further on the it's it's on the drama side of the drama horror continuum, I guess. And sure. I think it's one of those that like the Babadook or any of those that we talk about that have a very kind of like metaphor undertone like this one is just beating you over the head the whole time with like look at this metaphor look at this metaphor hey did you notice the metaphor look at it <laughs> uh and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit but it's a really well-made movie uh i i think i'd recommend it pretty much no matter what to a fan of the genre and really to people who are just like into nice character studies nice is a weird okay. word because it's really a joyless film uh, just it's a drama, but there so happens to be like this gigantic hell beast running around in the background. <laughs> now, did you say where you watched it and I wasn't listening or did you not say I did not? I watched it on Amazon. It's uh, you can watch it for free if you're a prime member right now. So okay, I cool. jumped on that. Um, nice. Yeah. Get on there. If you're if you have prime, it's worth a watch. Awesome. Jack yourself. Well, it's been a pretty busy week for me as well. I haven't had time to partake in much uh, that's been going on in the horror world. But Riveting. I was able to listen to some of the other podcasts on uh, the Phantom Podcast Network because I've been running around like crazy. It doesn't allow for movies, but it does allow for podcasts. Um, I, I always listen to Modern Horrors Podcast. That's a great podcast. Um, so that one wasn't new this week. But I also listened to the Horrorcast uh, and the Super Creepy Fun Time Hour this week, both of which were pretty good, <laughs> pretty fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like the intro to the super creepy fun time hour a lot. It's it's uh, very different. Yeah. I think that one of the good things about what they have going on over there is that it's far more than just your podcasts that are discussing horror movies. It's really kind of running the gambit of what horror is. And I, I like the variety. Definitely. So absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool stuff on there. So I'm going to keep working my way through the, the catalog of everything Phantom has to offer. But good that's stuff. all I've had this week. And we highly recommend you do the same, listener. <laughs> Don't ever say we didn't give you nothing. That was that was a natural plug, Mark. Good <clears throat> yeah, <work>. thanks. <laughs> it sounded really nice rolling up your tongue like that. I was born to be an ad man. Over at AtoZHorror.com this week, we watched 2014's Creep. Um, and so before we start talking about it, we need to get into our famous uh, sub-segment, uh, what in the fuck subgenre does this thing fit into? So, uh, Jake, given that there's only ha. one easy one, I don't want to give Mark the layup when there's only one. Like, what in the fuck subgenre of horror does this movie fall into? Thanks, Jack. It makes me feel nice that you, you care about me like that. Found footage. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's just a found footage there are, movie. There are a couple layups here, I will give you that. Yeah. Are there? Mm-hmm. Mark, well, now that Jake took that layout, oh, why don't you give us gone. another subgenre <laughs> of horror that this fits the fuck into? Slid I'm giving him a chance. Uh, I I would definitely lump this into. Well, you guys apparently have different definitions of this one than I do. I would I would have called this psychological horror. Yeah, I wouldn't. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Round one fight. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me that the majority of the horror in this movie, like like stalkers, to me are psychological horror most of the time, and that's what this guy is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think as we've talked about before, psychological is supposed to be like mind fucky or even like maybe adult fearsy kind of stuff. And this one's mostly just a scary situation, but not psychological. It seems to like everything is, is happening 
too much for it to be more of a psychological film to me. But one of the things that I was thinking about as I thought about, you know, how we classify these different movies is if you were to put two categories that are very different together, you almost have like this sub sub genre that it fits the fuck into. And that's psychological torture. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what there's he's a doing healthy dose of torment that's in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, why don't I go ahead and toss out the other the other layup yeah. mark that you could have gone with? Um, this is an independent movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I always skip yeah. that category. To be fair, this one is produced by like Blumhouse's weird Blumhouse Tilt sub. Yeah, Blumhouse Tilt. They're yeah. like sub production company. I don't really get it. Well, it makes me wonder um, if it's not a fully realized thing yet, and if Blumhouse Tilt is going to either be. I mean, well, I'm kind of backtracking now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, maybe Blumhouse Tilt is going to be their arm of like independent that they picked up, or maybe it's going to be Blumhouse Expands and it is horror. I don't know. Maybe they've already announced what it is, and I just haven't fucking looked. Anything well, yeah. is possible, guys. It could also just be like their smaller house because when Mark Duplass comes to you with a movie idea that requires two actors, no script, and a couple of handy cams, you're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, here's. I don't even know, $10,000 in seed money to buy a yeah. mask. Yeah, it could yeah, very well I, I have to do I couldn't figure out a budget for this thing. Um, it's almost not. It has to be super low. Yeah. 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 I mean, it would literally be like $30 for the bottle of scotch. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> and the Airbnb that you rented for like a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, plus that was real cash, I think. You needed a few hundos in there to make it look like real cash. That probably just got came out of the wallet. I doubt that was even a budgetary item. No line <laughs> item required when you're rolling. Yeah, you just it put like it back in your wallet when you're done. Yeah. All right, Jake, get us back on track. Any other subgenres of horror this fits How the fuck into? How am I into? supposed to get us back on track? By giving me another subgenre. Um. No. <laughs> There's a bit of uh, home invasiony elements at the end, but it absolutely does not fulfill the requirements to be a home invasion movie. So I'm I'm. Draw on a line, Jack. All right. Don't read the fucking Latin. <laughs> Mark, you? Uh, so this evolved from a comedy into a horror yeah. movie. And yeah. there are still some areas that have comedy elements sort of built in, but they're few and far between. And mostly are just awkward and weird now and not so much funny. Uh, sure. But you can kind of see the roots there. Sure. If you're looking. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's a comedy it's... movie, but... It's funny, but I mean, it's, it isn't. it's too, like, ugh, to make you yeah. laugh. Like, there's some sequences that are funny, if you think about it, but it, the execution is not funny. No. Yeah, yeah so. no, exactly. Uh, although it is a, a trees movie. There's trees in it. And there's a also a house. Yes, and a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. trees and house. There. It fits. It. Found two more. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Do you think that people who didn't listen to the episode where we first made that dumb joke think that we really think that's a subgenre? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah all right get us out of here somebody get us out of here okay that sounds good uh get us to the sweet tones of the horn section so i think i picked creep right you really remember this because it was just last week it was last week jack and you yeah and you got a you got a wild card you could pick anything you wanted and you went with this movie out of the clear blue sky. So it was one and one I'd already seen before. Yeah, that's that's the interesting part. As Mark said, you could have picked anything under the horror sun and you went with creep. And yes. I want you to tell me why. 
So I watched this movie about a year ago, um, just because it was on Netflix. Shut <laughs> And <laughs> fucking the story of your life, bro. <laughs> I it mentioned it to you guys, I think, and I suggested you both watch it, and you fucking didn't because nah. you're assholes. Mm. And I did. I've been wanting to talk to you guys about it for a long time, and I you, you put me on the spot with coming up with a movie out of the blue, and I kind of panicked a little bit, so I just went with Creep. <laughs> it was a panic maneuver. Also it was a story. panic maneuver. Also a story of your life. <laughs> um, so I picked it, um, and uh, I'm pretty happy about it because I was happy to watch it again, and I'm happy to talk to you guys about it. Okay. That's fair. But hey, Jack. it was my pick, so that means I think I got to do a 30-second plot synopsis. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, hopefully better than last week. <laughs> last week was a poor showing. I don't think you can do worse. <laughs> 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, Jack. It starts when you All start. Right. All right. So in this movie, Mark Duplass uh, hires someone off Craigslist to come do a video diary for him. He shows up and he tells him, I have cancer. I want to make a video diary for my son so he can get to know his dad uh, after I'm dead. Uh, and as this starts to go, they're just kind of hanging out in his isolated cabin uh, throughout the day. But stuff starts, stuff starts getting weirder and weirder. Mark Duplass is a, a creep, if you will. And it eventually turns out that he starts stalking this guy and uh, eventually ends up killing him. And some other else? stuff happens Anything else? there in the middle, too. Uh, it's essentially two movies shoved together with a clear transition your, point. Your time is up, Jack. There's a All wolf right. mask. Yeah. You just blew fuzz. right by Peach Fuzz, man. You blew by Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz. <laughs> but fuzz. Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz is a but central that's the, character. That's the gist of the movie, though, right? It's just like filming this video diary starts to get weirder and weirder until eventually... They're not filming a video diary anymore, and Mark Duplass starts stalking the other guy. I don't think it took very long for that to happen, though. Like, Yeah, that's it's kinda... a 0 to 60 on the weirdness scale. Yeah. I guess. D- what do you mean? The f- so it's, it's basically just like, he sneaks up on the fucker, uh, and then all of a <laughs> sudden he's just fucker. like, he's just like, hey man, I'm Joseph, uh, you're gonna film me, let's go hop in the bath. That's it. <laughs> well, like, yeah, but I'm saying it doesn't go full, like this is clearly not what I actually thought I was doing here until, like, close to the halfway point. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Not until they come back and he steals his keys or whatever, but... See, I just... Right. I don't think... there. I don't think you can go into this movie not knowing what's going to happen and just being, like, along for the ride while they're doing this video documentary thing. Because yeah, it's yeah, called, yeah, yeah. you know something, like, you know it's gonna go south. So the moment they meet, it's like okay, now the downfall has begun. You right. know what I mean? That's why right. to me it like didn't require the keys situation or when he runs off in the woods. None of that really mattered, or the tub for that matter. Like it was all just kind of like a continuous slide to me. Yeah, right. And actually, and, that and- that helps it a lot because I think that establishes like there's a constant level of threat of something happening. I mean, a part okay, of it right. is just that he goes for these jump scares, uh, whatever bark to plus jumps out of wherever and scares the cameraman a bunch of times, like innocuously just to kind of mm-hmm. keep, so let's actually get some character toes. names in here. Cause there's only two characters. I think even we can keep track of this. I disagree. Uh, Mark Duplass is playing Joseph yep. with an F with an F and Patrick Bryce plays Aaron. And I think last week I said this was directed by Mark Duplass and written by Mark Duplass. It wasn't. It was directed by Patrick Bryce, the other guy, mm-hmm. and written by Bryce and Mark Duplass. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which, I mean, to, to say that, I, I the basically the, the gist I got from reading about this movie was that these two guys are buds. They thought this would be interesting to do. And written by is very loose because the entire movie is improv. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they, I think they right. had like a rough map of things yeah. that would happen, but none of right. the lines were on paper. Right. right. So, I mean, that, as Mark mentioned, like reading about it, that's kind of interesting. But one of the other things that I saw, and I'll just, I'll read you this quote from Duplass because I want to get into this part of the movie and what our thoughts were on it. Uh, He's quoted as saying, we were interested in the psychological profile of this very, very strange person. We were very interested in how you meet people and don't quite understand what's up, but you start to get signs. For us, it was intense eye contact, lack of personal space, oversharing, maybe a little bit too much love here and there. But for me, there's something wrong with both of these guys deeply. The concept of who's the creep in this scenario. End quote. Now, I didn't get that <laughs> at all. So to, to I want to unpack that. <clears throat> Yeah, to answer the question, Mark Duplass is the creep in this yeah. scenario. Yeah, pretty yeah. definitely. Joseph is the creep. <clears throat> yeah, without a doubt. So that's an interesting thing to me, as, but, as Mark was mentioning. But what about this, you guys? Aaron used to wet his pants. Oh, that creep. <laughs> he had that to wear a sensor, man. fucking creep. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, there are some weird aspects of of Aaron's character, but I feel like Yeah, he's, Aaron's kind of weird, but... He's a normal yeah, he guy. He's by himself just a little... in L.A.? Like, what the hell? <laughs> he needs money because he's a videographer. I well, yeah, I mean, look, one of them is a like deviant pervert sociopath, stalker, murderer. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of what they were getting at with the dreams that Aaron started having in the second half of the movie, which I don't really want to get into yet because I'd rather talk about the first half and then the second half. But no. um, because do you agree with me that it's like two distinct <clears throat> movies jammed together? Yeah, it's the it's the Joseph movie and then it's the Aaron movie. Yeah, yeah, and they feel so different. Okay. Well, I, I didn't mean that... to jump ahead. We can kind of we can un- continue to unpack that. Where does Aaron being a creep fit into this whole scenario as we go? I just wanted us to be thinking about that because to me that was a really strange comment for someone to make, in my opinion, after viewing the movie. <laughs> that was so when intimately clearly... involved, and it was just those two guys. Like it just didn't feel that way. So. Well, and the other thing is, you know, on. this this movie went but... through a lot of iterations over time. Right, so... Jake. To, to be fair, I think Duplass said, like, every scene had 10 or 12 variations. Yeah, I mean, but wouldn't, yeah, if they did, wouldn't you pick tested. the ones that most accurately bear out that concept and what they were going for? Yeah, I, okay, I then. would think so. Okay, then, we'll continue. <laughs> so, and, the first half of this movie is, I mean, it's, it's it lives and dies by Mark Duplass's performance. Right? Oh, which yeah. is, which is really good. Without. It's great. He's <clears throat> captivating, he's creepy but he's still a little bit like a little bit charming and personable like you kind of buy it yeah oh, i he's absolutely enough. buy it he's creepy yeah. enough to sell the character but he's not so creepy that it's surprising that uh joe or aaron aaron wouldn't him. just run away yeah exactly so yeah. this movie did a really weird thing for me when i watched it that i can't recall i can't recall this happening to me before i watched it and by the time it was over like, Mark Duplass is a concept to me, an actor, and maybe it's because I haven't watched a ton of him. I couldn't separate him from Joseph. Yeah. And, like, I became really interested in that, and I went back and, like, just watched a totally unrelated to this movie, Mark Duplass interview, just to kind of get, like, him and how he does his thing, speaks, mannerisms, all that. Could have been the same guy. Yeah. And that's fucking weird. <laughs> I think this movie ruined Mark Duplass for me, you guys. I, really? I went back. The uh, league still, still works I still, okay. Yeah. 
but in a good way because he was so good. Safety yeah. not guaranteed is also really great. Put Lazarus Effect, great movie. No, <laughs> stay <laughs> away from that one. <laughs> but like, does anything about these early scenes, like before the the tub scene, stands out, right? Because that happens oh, almost immediately. That's he's like, immediate. here's a thousand dollars to film this video diary. Now come watch me strip down naked and get in the tub. Yeah, and pretend. I'm giving a baby a bath. It's yeah. Weird. The only thing that really it's not a scene that sticks out is that I do think the conceit of weird shit happening as a result of you fucking around with Craigslist mm-hmm. is a really good one. Oh, very good. Yeah, so, that's a gold yeah. mine of horror. Yeah, so just <laughs> there you go. And that, that's what you get. What do you get if you fuck around on Craigslist? You get a guy in a bath giving a tubby to an imaginary baby. <laughs> that scene. And then like pretending to drown himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, yeah, doing another aforementioned jump scare. That yeah, there scene, are a number of jump scares in here. That scene is easily the creepiest thing about this movie, also for for me at least. There's his some face looks different than it does for the rest of the movie. It's fucking weird. Well, his hair's wet. I mean, that could change things. It I helps, guess. Yeah. I don't know. No, it does. Yeah, totally. But yeah, just the way he like is playing with the baby, and it's you're. Oh God! And the, the you're staring at the fire. That whole thing. Remember that the baby's yeah. like on his stomach, and yeah. he's like, "You love the candle, don't you?" Or whatever. Just uh, that, stare at the fire. Oh my God! That scene in and of itself, like that could just be. <laughs> that's the only thing you need in this movie for it to be an effective creep show. <laughs> essentially, yeah. everything yeah. else is just icing. Yeah. yeah, I think it's because it's the most intimate. Well, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. Like. It's fucking weird. It's really weird. It's a lot yeah. weirder than running around in the woods or having a whiskey. It's yeah. a naked man in a bathtub with an imaginary baby saying really weird eh, things. Yeah. yeah. It's atypical. So, yes, much, very much so. <laughs> Did the jump scares get you guys at all? No. I mean, I mean the thing of, as yes. much as a jump scare can get you, right? No. Like, no. it's a jump scare. You jump. You react. Yeah. I jumped. Mm. I don't know. Even I, this time around, I jumped. The thing with these jump scares, I mean, it sounds like you might disagree. They felt relatively unearned and like the stupid kind that you get with the false climaxes and things like that in a lot of movies. But it's okay because Joseph the, char- to be. Joseph the character is going for that. So yeah. it's kind of a weird middle ground. And more, yeah. moreover, I feel like it's a way that the movie keeps you from being too relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it keeps your guard up for basically the entire movie. Trust so, me, though, right. bud. My guard was already up. <laughs> All right. I needed was I... the tubby. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's certainly fair. Uh, but I do think it, it, you know, it breaks up the pacing a little bit. Yeah. Adds a, yeah. Adds a touch of excitement, even if it is cheap and unearned. I like it's supposed to be cheap and unearned to fit sure. into the, you know, movie. And then. Then we have the, the, I don't know, the, the mountain scenes are, are fine. The hiking scenes and the, like, the magic water scene with the heart rock. Yeah, we can mm-hmm. blow right Whatever. by that. Yeah, yeah the, only, the only remarkable thing about that in terms of, like, plot progression is that there is a little bit of character development on both sides and that these guys appear to be becoming a little more comfortable with each other. You can tell Aaron's still, like, a little bit skeeved out, but that sequence when they find that area of the water and all that he's he's into it at least for that moment he's like okay maybe this is okay this makes sense it's visual evidence of what he was going for cool yeah, yeah. 
And then the diner scene is was interesting because um, it start they start to like bond a little bit more, right? Aaron opens up a little bit about his childhood and yeah, yeah. Can't Still piss nothing. His pants. Yeah, he pissed his pants at a sensor on his finger. Yeah, is he didn't want to go. In, he was having too much fun with his buds. I have to assume it was. Really? Yeah. That doesn't exist in today's America, does it? And then he's just laying in the sand in a puddle of his own urine with this thing beeping loudly. God, who hasn't like, been there, I, though? That must be something that really <laughs> happened to him, because that's, like, too specific to make up. I don't know. I don't know. That's Maybe it happened to, like, thing. his son, and he's just trying to embarrass him on a national level. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That's what I'm voting for. That's what you're yeah. voting for? How can you vote for that? <laughs> Choose uh, your we got adventure. introduced to Peach Fuzz, though. We, we did blow past getting introduced to Peach Fuzz. That's yeah, true, well, yeah. It's a wolf mask. Named it's a wolf Peach mask. Fuzz. It's a, a particularly wolf creepy mask. wolf mask. I don't know. Which, yeah, big bad wolf. <laughs> right. And this is where, like, stuff starts to break down is uh, he's first saying this is like a family heirloom or whatever. My dad used to put it on and sing this song. Then later he says, I lied to you. I bought it at the 99 cent store. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly a lie because you can't buy a mask like that at a 99 cent store. But maybe that's no not, thoughts on that. That's not I, the part. Frankly, that I, I haven't know. gone mask shopping in a ninety-nine cent store for quite some time, so I don't know what their availability is. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's certainly not a mask like that. I don't know. It's rubber and polyester. Yeah, you can get like one of those plastic fake Phantom of the Opera masks at a ninety-nine cent store, and that's it. Yo, though those do, those work, dude. Have you seen Alice Sweet Alice? That shit fucking scary. Yeah, I, I'm not saying they're not. Yeah, you are. I think you're saying that. Just saying, you're not getting a peach fuzz mask at a 99 cent store. Hmm. So they wind up back at the house that they started at. (laughs) Thanks, Mark. Now it's nighttime and Aaron's trying to leave, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, he doesn't have keys. (laughs) Well, no. First, Joseph says, just stay for a whiskey. Well, yeah. And this is is the scene, which is a fucking, like, great shot. But this is the scene they use for the poster and, like, whatever. This is the artwork you see when you pull up Creep. Where he's totally yeah, he's silhouetted with the backlight. He's looking yeah. up the stairs at him. Yeah, backlit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's saying, like, come really on, good shot. have a whiskey. Oh, yeah. for sure. And, and like, I, I'd seen that shot before, so I knew it was coming. And I had totally anticipated a different feel to that scene. Because it's actually, yeah. like, they're still being friendly, and he's just like, come on, man, just come have a whiskey. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah and nothing I, really off the rails has happened yet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not nearly as intense as the shot makes it seem like it should be. Right. Right. Yeah. So then they have the whiskeys, and I didn't see what kind of whiskey it was. Anyone catch that? No. No, me neither. It's in the background. I don't um, think you can make out the label. Okay. Um, and that's a, like like Jake and I alluded to with what we're drinking this week, that scene was really weird also, just because Mark Duplass is so good at being like, we're just a couple of guys having some whiskeys. Oh, yeah, so, it, was, it was because of that, It's a lovely Jack. day. It's a lovely evening. I mean, that was <laughs> that was weird, but then so was the whole, like animal pornography story. Yes, so then he has to confess something to Aaron. <laughs> yeah. And he confesses to raping his wife, right? That's wearing that's the peach how, fuzz mask. Yeah, that's how yeah. he talks about it. Yeah, so that's the real use of peach fuzz in this version of the story, version number 3. Right. Peach Which fuzz 3.0. Also, and, and you know is a lie because your browser history does not slow down your internet in Fair. any way, shape, or form. It's so full. 
<laughs> Dude, there's so many cookies in there, guys. Yeah, I was going to say it's all cookies. It's too many cookies. I still don't understand what cookies are. Look, if you're going Apart to the delicious. sites, if you're going to the sites that have that type of porn on them, then you're probably getting a few cookies that are following you around. That's all yeah. I'm so you should know that's a lie because his internet didn't get faster after he cleared his browsing history. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently she loved the animal porn, so he fucking put the peach fuzz mask on and went to town. Yeah, and I think the Sneaks important out. thing, you guys are. I mean, it's an important scene, but you're burying the lead a little bit. Oh in yeah. That this is, and this is pure audio. There's no video to this scene. Like the guy, uh, Aaron asks him to turn off the, or Joseph asks Aaron to turn off the camera, and instead he just puts the lens cap on. So you get the audio, but it's a black screen. So it's just right. Mark Duplass delivering a monologue or a, a soliloquy. soliloquy, and it's a long one too. Yeah, and it is like compelling as fuck i i was pretty glued to the screen even though you couldn't see anything yeah there's like literally (laughs) nothing that you can get from the screen but you're still staring at the blank screen yeah it's pretty wild yeah it was effective yeah and And that's when joseph is like okay it's really or that's when aaron is like it's really time to leave now yeah yeah let's gta car keys are gone yeah and so so what he ends up doing is has the car keys right i i mean he's starting to suspect some things so he drugs Joseph. He gets another glass of whiskey and puts a shitload of Benadryl in it to knock him out. Bottoms up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go for it. What did you guys think of the phone call scene? Because after Joseph falls asleep, right, his phone rings. Yeah. And it, I, that was really, I think, just to serve as like the we need to make sure that Aaron sort of knows what's going on, right? It didn't. I don't. I didn't like it that much. Yeah, it's a little on the nose for the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. It, I don't think it's all that important. I don't think it hurts it too much, but it does seem like it it it's out of place. I agree, right. and it like one of the things that I like about it. More on this later, but I do generally speaking like the true mystery surrounding Joseph and like what his real deal is with his. It does sister it gives you nothing about yeah that. with his yeah. sister on the other end of the line she was calling him you kind of wonder what that relationship is because if you think ahead to like what happens at the end of very very end of the movie it's like how is he standing here and then she's like talking about they know and what what's going on yeah so that's a little weird and it makes me think well, I mean, it's something that would obviously need to be addressed in potential sequels which are now happening so yeah creep cool. 2 is yeah. coming out yeah so it's supposed to be know, part of the trilogy as well yeah um, to further emphasize the indiness of this movie the the voice on that phone is uh katie asselton mark duplass's wife got it i mean That's this is like enough. a weekend project for them right i think so over Seems like, like a few weekends yeah, yeah. this yeah. is like just total side project we should yeah. do this we should just knock out uh, a blockbuster in like a few weekends guys yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we haven't explored this possibility. Yeah, we really should, yeah, be on top of that. Boat missed. Uh, but, <laughs> but yes. Then, this is one of my favorite scenes of the movie is okay. when Mark Duplass is asleep by the fireplace and Aaron gets off the phone. Like, he's hiding in the back room talking on the phone. He comes out and he's just gone. Yeah. Dude, that scene is intense, man. I was dying. It was so. It's so tense and genuinely scary. Yeah, you yeah, aren't it, sure it what really kind of is. State, you aren't sure what kind of state he's going to be in because it's clearly established that he is so far off the rails mentally that he could really 
the sky's the limit, right? You have no idea how he is going to manifest his insanity at any given point. So that unknown is super effective, especially right then. And yeah. actually, this is something that bothers me to some extent about um, found footage movies. Oh, is yeah. Well, I have my I have what? my exquisite quibbles with them, and oh. the bad ones do this a lot more than the good ones. And I would say this one didn't do it like all the way to ten. It did. It, there were scenes that had this, but when you're a human being in a situation, you have situ you have awareness of what's around you. Yeah. When you are a camera floating in a, a you know, in a scene, you don't. So it's immersion breaking to me when a guy holding a video camera can get snuck up on. Like, obviously you can sneak up on a camera, but you hear, like, if you're the guy holding the camera, you can A, look around corners with the camera and see what's up, and B, like, you can hear people coming up from behind you. Yeah, but that's a problem we'll get to at the end of the movie as well. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get there. That's we'll a good point. There. Aaron might be uh, deaf behind him. There's an outside. Chair. Yes, he eventually does find Joseph, who seems to be asleep. Right, he's babbling things about mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. He's not asleep. He's but, clearly awake, walking around. Right, but he seems like groggy at first. He's like, well, "We're all good." Die, he's been fucking Aaron. drugged, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then my, I think my favorite scene in the movie is when he's like, "I know." Aaron's like, I know, or just, I know you know. He's like, no, Aaron. Ah, fuck, I'm getting the names wrong. But he, no, I know. I know. And once Joseph realizes what that means, Mark, the way Mark Duplass just, like, runs away yeah, as fast as he can it. and hobbles down the stairs awkwardly. I mean, specifically, he says, I talked to Angela, or whatever the hell his wife's name is. And then yeah. as soon as he hears the name, he's just out of there. <laughs> just like, he books it. It's, that scene is so great and scary. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Now what? And then he's, like, slowly creeping his way downstairs. And, you and just we keep... learn what the fuck, because Joseph gets the gets the peach fuzz mask and is just standing against the door. Gyrating. Yeah, gyrating. <laughs> just gyrating and rubbing his ass on the door. Uh, like, what? I... <laughs> it's, it's, what are you trying to accomplish? It's just silent, except for it's really, like, his the sound of his weird plastic pants against the door is pretty loud, but that's the <laughs> only sound. It's That scene is horrifying. Do that you scene guys... has given me actual See, Yeah, I was going to say it's really funny. <laughs> 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 no, that scene has given me actual nightmares. It's, it's uh, well, but but you guys are saying the same thing. Like it's funny because it's so awkward, and it's creepy because it's so like it's exactly. the same thing. And you guys just have like different responses to it. Yeah, that's hitting the nail on the head because <laughs> that's what this movie is so good at, right? You don't know as the viewer, like your brain can't handle what it should be doing at any given point because. Things are funny on the surface, but if you really dig into what's happening, it's really creepy and not good and scary and dangerous. And that mixed signal is, it fucks you up, man, when you're watching that. I I actually, this is kind of a spoiler toward the end of the movie, but I really wish they didn't turn him into a murderous psychopath. I wish they just left him a weirdo. That would have been cool. It, It would have been an interesting, like a more interesting character study at the very least, but... Yeah. Do yeah. you guys remember uh, the tennis warm-up outfit that I used to have that I'd wear on cold nights and walk around? And Your yeah, all-red nylon jogging suit? <laughs> yeah, that was the sound that the pants you were making. fucking deviant weirdo. <laughs> My god. Are you actually Joseph, Mark? <laughs> I might be. All these years, I didn't realize it, but I might be. My god. But I, oh, the other thing I like here is that Aaron does kind of exactly what I think I would do given that exact 
set of circumstances, like just looking at this guy at the end of a hallway, gyrating against the door I need to use to get out. And he just charges I'm him. probably just charging at him as hard as I can. Yeah, yeah. he's smaller than you. Whatever, just tackle yeah. the fucker. And he does, and it works. Yeah, well, although you don't know it works immediately. So let's just jump. This is the this is the breaking point. That's movie this A. Is the, so that's the first half of the movie. And then that movie's over, and a new movie starts. And movie B starts with a shot a of much Mark worse De- movie. What? A much so, worse movie. Well, they're different. Movie B starts with uh, Aaron's character. Sorry, no. Jesus. Now you got me doing it, Jack. <laughs> you are Joseph's just... character digging Ugh. holes and putting black plastic bags in them, presumably to bury bodies. So the imp- you know the implication here is that he killed he, Aaron. He killed Aaron. You think him. he killed Aaron? Yeah. But really, what happened is he just sent Aaron this DVD. To Aaron's home address. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which and somehow does not trigger uh, Aaron to call the police yet. Not yet. Not until he gets a weird box with a stuffed animal, a stuffed wolf, a knife, and another DVD. And yeah. a locket. And a, Oh, and the locket. Well, he has yeah. to yeah. cut Which is inside the into wolf. the wolf with the knife. Well, he actually yeah. just rips it at the end. He doesn't use the knife, but... It's a whole metaphor. Semantics. Just a... Yeah. This is another one and of those he, damn metaphor movies. The police's reaction is also astoundingly not believable. Yeah. I mean, they They're have to... like, eh, fuck you. Yeah, they have to have a way to do that, though. Like, if the police get involved, then it's a thing. I mean, you're a legal expert of some type, Jack. Uh, what, yes. What do you do... What would the police do in a stalker situation? So what they'd do is they would come out and take a report and tell you how to lock and barricade your windows properly because someone knows your home address. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're going to talk yeah. more about this later. Yeah. And then they would take the report and say, call again if there's any other issues at all, and we can, we'll can we have someone like ready to be at your house soon. Yeah. They wouldn't just say, fuck you. Seems fine. <laughs> you someone weirdo. Someone you a box with a love locket and a DVD telling you he loves you and a knife. Sounds like somebody's getting laid. and potentially like him burying another body that seems fine that's just how you get rid of garbage in the wilderness you bury it yeah you don't want the bears getting into it everyone knows bears can't dig and i think my a part of my problem with the second half of this movie is that um i don't like aaron as much as i like joseph just in terms of acting i don't think price patrick bryce maybe his character isn't as much to do with but i just don't like him as much as i like mark duplass acting yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty fair. Uh um, I don't think he's as good. Well I don't sure. I don't think he's as I don't think he's bad per se. I just think no. the characters themselves are less uh, is it's it's less interesting character to be Aaron than it is to be Joseph. Because he's not sure. a fucking insane person. Go back to yeah, the he's just playing interview a about how they're both really creepy. <clears throat> no. <laughs> he is a little <laughs> bit insane though, because the knife he chooses to defend himself is the one that Mark Duplass sent him. It was right what? there. And there's, I mean, right yeah, there. there's Jake, a proximity Jake, thing. Jake, but... look at what I'm about to show you. These are just within reach of my podcast and recording studio. But not everyone carries, not everyone just has military-grade knives next to them at all times, Jack. What, am, what are you looking at here, Jake? Not everyone lives in Idaho. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm looking at a, the same number of knives used to stab the woman in the jugular, and uh, we are still here. <laughs> yeah, those are just within reach of me at this exact instant. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Jack, you don't you don't sleep in your podcast studio. How many knives do you no, have? I've got within more reach next to my bed? bed. Oh my god. Your house is just made out of <laughs> knives. Welcome to Idaho. 
Little tidbit on Jack for the listener. He does have a knife that just has a bald eagle and an American flag printed on it. Rock flag and eagle, buddy. Rock Pretty flag interesting. and eagle. <laughs> to get this back so on track. So that bothered me. <laughs> I feel um, like that was a good track we were on, Mark. Okay, well, the the reason the reason that we're kind of identifying movie A versus movie B is in the first half, Mark Duplass is the person on screen 95% of the time. Second movie, uh, Patrick Bryce, is, that's his name, right, is yes. on yeah. is on screen all the time. So you switch, like, the main character halfway through the movie. And yeah. this right. second half is basically just Bryce being fucked with, essentially. Right. It's over like home invasion stuff. Like, you see Mark Duplass out the front door window when Patrick Bryce isn't looking. Now, it's not terrible in the grand scheme of found footage, but the reason for filming starts to go downhill during the second half. Right. That doesn't yeah, bother absolutely. me. absolutely. Of course it doesn't well, bother it- you, Mark. <laughs> I mean, it's- I'm the found footage nerd here. I feel like it should, like, I feel like the way that you guys are using that as a metric of whether or not it's a good found footage movie. It's is, important. Is a little strange. Should you it- be filming this? Yes. He cool. should, he no? should be filming not a lot cool. of this. No, I, I get his, like, documenting what's happened, but I don't get that it's just on all the time when he's, like, walking through his house looking for... It's just... It's all very convenient. Well, when he's I... walking... Well, he turns it on to, like, do a little confessional, like, real-world San Diego-style talk-to-the-camera thing, and then there's a big you... bang from Did you outside. mean to say the real-world San Francisco? I don't know. There's a lot of real-world, Don't world, get him man. started. Was Puck and Judd don't... Pam and Pedro. Don't start. <laughs> Puck. Puck was in <laughs> one of them. Don't start. Puck, man. I said Puck. Do you guys Just remember Hawaii? Real world Hawaii? Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Mark, I started by saying it's not bad. Okay. I that's said fair. it's not bad, but. Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. And I will say that the scene where uh, he wakes up and there's a big bang outside, so he goes and looks around, leaves the camera on his bed. Um, and it gives you a shot of Mark Duplass just standing at the front door that's made out of glass. Uh, that's an effective one. That is an awesome scene. That is yeah. a really, really good scene. And he just ducks. He's like, yeah, nope. and that's the other thing is when he when he leaves, he leaves so ungracefully. He does like a combat roll <laughs> off the side of the deck. Well, it's the same thing as his running away <laughs> earlier. None of it's at all graceful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a nice little but character trait. Like he's he's a he's a believable serial killer. He's not like a Arnold Schwarzenegger type like killing machine. He's just like a bumbling oaf who's also a psychopath. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh. and he just happens to pick victims who are idiots because <laughs> fucking Aaron takes the camera and is just gonna walk around through like the bushes there. What are you doing? He's just wandering around the bushes. Well, and this and then is- after he's after he's heard thumps and clatters and like thought he sees things out windows when he finds his trash can rummaged through he says fucking raccoons yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was probably the raccoons the mind will believe what it wants to believe um and the fact that he didn't go back through and watch any of the video why yeah that's a little weird to me too but whatevs i guess the other thing is like he does take the camera with him which is smart because earlier in the movie when uh, Joseph's standing at the door in Peach Fuzz Mask, he attacks him with the camera and he succeeds. So he knows, Aaron knows Joseph is weak to camera attacks. Ah, like the aliens in Science being weak to wood. 
Yeah, exactly. So he has, and you'll notice at the end, he does not have the camera with him. He leaves it in his car. Important thing. <laughs> I think I think signs are weak to a lot of shit, man. <laughs> Wood, doorknobs, water. Water. The thing that is like 70% of our planet that they're invading, they're weak to. It's smart. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good strategy. Uh, yeah, wood. What are you gonna do? Seventy percent wood. <laughs> it's a tree movie. <laughs> <laughs> to get uh, what else? What, what else about this? this oh my god! Yeah, movie? thanks for derailing that one. Whatever, just we were on a roll, it. man. It's fine. That's why we have it. I, like, there's there's not much else that happens till the last scene. He gets the last disc, right? He get he throws away the locket. He gets another disc that's left. Like, yeah. Inside the window by where his head is when he sleeps. Right. Yeah. Because apparently yeah. he has been sl- been sleeping with his windows closed and locked. Well, no. Even though a psychotic stalker knows where he lives. It's not. No, 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 The window's it's closed. The, it's through the, it, like, mesh thing. It's through the okay. screen. Okay. You cut the yeah. screen okay. and then you put it Thank in there. Thank you, the screen. Next, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Words are hard, Mesh man. thing. I think mesh thing's the right That's term. That's fine. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it's a hard word to beer. It is. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, his windows are locked. I feel like you guys, you wanted to make a comment earlier about how bad he was at barricading himself. Are you just upset that he went outside? I didn't want to make, that was Jake. No. Yeah, yeah when I said the police to come tell you how to properly close your doors and windows. Oh, and no, it. that was in reference to an entirely separate movie that I believe oh. we'll talk about. Okay. <laughs> well, weird, but okay. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Whatever. Later, it is later on the... <laughs> <laughs> on the timeline Jeez. of life, it will happen later. Jesus Christ. Okay. So we Shut get this up, last DVD that is that is Joseph apologizing, just be like, look, I know I've been a weirdo. Uh, I know I know I'm a creep. I know I'm a weirdo. Uh, sorry. <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> uh, sorry. Let's let's make up. I want to be friends. Meet me here at this place. And, and he even says, like, I know you're scared, but look, it's a public place. It's the middle of the day. What the fuck's going to happen? Yeah. Right. I, I actually... I mean, that... Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'm susceptible to, like, abusive relationships or something, and I just never stumbled into that <laughs> trap. But uh, I kind of believed him. It's a believable tape. Oh, no, I, I believed it, too. I probably would have gone. Yeah, I would not okay. have gone, but I would have believed him. He seemed I very genuine. I felt bad for the guy, and I was like... This is him, like, and he even, I mean, he's so believable because he's like, look, I don't even know, like, how to tell the truth, but I'm going to be doing my best here. Yeah. And he goes through his whole thing, and you're like, damn, this guy is just a lonely fucking psycho who has nothing. Totally. I believe that. But I wouldn't go go? with no no weapons and having having not called the police. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't go, but if I did go... If I did go, there'd be more with me than myself and facing away from the direction. Yeah, so, so what happens from. is he gets, he like shows up and he puts the camera in his car and he says, fuck you, Joseph, I'm here, but I've got 911 on speed dial because the extra quarter of a second it's going to take to dial 9 and 1 and 1 before pushing send is going to be the difference. I don't even think you have to do that anymore. Can't you just hit the emergency call button and it just goes to the emergency dispatch? But then like the Mr. Yuck people might answer and be like, what have you been poisoned with? And you're like, Axe. I've been poisoned with an axe in my head. <laughs> yeah. So we see it from like, what, 30 feet away or so? Because he leaves the camera in his much, car. Like, much further than just, that. Like 300 feet away. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm not distant. 30 good. feet? 
<laughs> this whiskey's hitting me pretty hard, you guys. Wow. We're like six feet I think from I just said I'm not distance good. Yeah, well, you're not distance good. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, what did you guys think so, of this last scene? It's terrible. I fucking hated it. <laughs> the scene is Same pretty. More. It's a pretty lake. But Aaron is sitting on this bench without his head on a swivel when he's going to meet a psychopath. Yep, really need to have your head on a swivel for them psychopaths, man. Plus, I know we can't hear it as the viewer of this found footage, but Mark Duplass isn't even walking up particularly sneakily. He's just there in a trench coat. Well, and for some reason, the thing we can hear is a chainsaw in the background. Yeah, and it's that scares that scares Aaron at well, first, right? I think yeah. I think that's supposed to be why it's he supposed can't to be hear that him. he can't hear it. Yeah, yeah, but that's hey, at least they tried to explain it. They did, and I appreciate that. But Joseph is able to stand three feet behind him, mm-hmm. take the peach fuzz mask out of his pocket, mm-hmm. put it on. Mm-hmm. This is a rubber mask. Mm-hmm. Then take an axe out of his trench coat. Yeah, three and axe him in the fucking axe. head without yeah. jo- without Aaron moving. Mm-hmm. It was a poor performance, Aaron. Poor. Well, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So we do get a little bit of Aaron talking to the camera about these dreams he's been having. That are, like, almost romantic about Joseph, and they're, like, in a tub together and doing stuff like that. I I guess I wasn't sure if he was... I almost, like, interpreted it, especially Mark Duplass's little thing at the end where he's talking uh, to the camera about killing Aaron. I almost think that they were going for that he wanted it. No, or maybe he shows just like, says, that's why I've got 911 on speed dial and I'm gonna get you, you motherfucker. Yeah, but I, it just seems to me like he's trying to be willfully ignorant. And actually, I, I think it's sort of interesting the way Duplass's, uh I keep, whatever, Joseph, uh, yeah, like we're the way he walks up, he's almost, he's almost as surprised by the fact that Aaron doesn't turn around as we are, as the viewer. Like, he does yeah, so all this shit. So that's what I was gonna say. Even Joseph even says, because so what happens is he axes Joseph, and then it, the the tape cuts to a different camera, which is like uh, Joseph watching this video of him killing Aaron, and he even says, "You didn't even turn around. All you had to do was turn around, and you didn't even do it." And it's I I like that they acknowledge that there was that issue, yeah, but that still doesn't absolve them of that being an issue. I mean, yeah, it it allows them to give you a reason to think. Uh, a reason why he wouldn't have turned around. Which is fine. That's all I want most of the time, is just tell me what I'm supposed to think here. All of this is imaginary anyway. I don't... You're creating this reality, so just tell me what the reality is. Yeah, but it wasn't him (laughs) being like, yeah, he's going to kill me, and I'm just gonna, like, sit here and, like, wait for the end. If anything, it was just, like, a trust fall into, like, allowing him to show up and do whatever stupid jump scare he was gonna do or do an axe in the back of whatever. Yeah, okay. He didn't think that that was going to happen, though, man. But so the no, final... No, no. The end result but, was a trust fall into an axe in the head. Yeah. Right, then we get a, another jump... Like, Joseph jump scares himself. Because <laughs> he jumps out at the camera that's watching him. That was the one <laughs> bad one. Aaron. That one got me pretty good. And then Because then both Josephs yell, because it scares him, too. Yeah. I kind of like that. Pretty, I, that was clever. Nested yeah, I jump did like scares. that one. I didn't like it. I, I did what like What did you it. like about it? There's a certain amount of smartness to it. Smartness, huh? Yeah. Jake, what didn't work about that for you? I think I was just tired of it. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, like, I don't know. I just think I was tired of it at that point. I'm tired of him. 
He it is good. really hard to sit down and watch a movie that's almost 80 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the final it's... the final twist on this whole thing is that uh, you basically see him setting up the next con. You see Joseph setting up the next con, talking to some brando stranger on the phone while he puts away the DVDs from Joseph's or from Aaron's so we're, uh, video So we're led camera. to believe he's done this dozens of times. Oh, dozens. Hundreds. There are dozens of us, Jack. Dozens! <laughs> dozens! How has he done this dozens of times? And that's what I was foreshadowing with the conversation with the sister. She was like, vague, you know? Like, oh, you gotta get out of there. He's not well. She should have been like, he has killed hundreds of men. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to kill you. Yeah. She, might, she might not know where he is, for one. I, that's and the impression I got. Uh, he could be yeah, all over I the got place. the impression like he he went away to an insane asylum for a while and then he's not there anymore and she doesn't know where he is. I guess. I don't even know if you have to go insane asylum. He just like they had he's weird and he left and now he's disappeared but he still answers his phone. <laughs> and yeah, he moves around the, enough that it's not like it's not like there's 12 people who are missing from one town. It's just that there's random videographers chopped up all over the place. But how the fuck could he possibly not have been caught? This yeah. axe murder to the head did happen in broad daylight, mm-hmm. like under a hill. They With were overlooked houses. by 30 houses, yeah. all of whom had giant bay windows looking out over that. It would only take one person to look there and, and say, oh, yeah. look at that man, axe and another is, man in the head. Yeah, this Jack, is a- Jack, Jack, this is all about how millennials constantly look at their phones. No one <laughs> saw this because everyone was Facebooking. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also a fucking park that's in the hills that are maybe of LA. Maybe an hour and a half outside of LA. I guarantee that parking lot has a surveillance camera. It has guarantee. a surveillance camera. It's so full. Yeah. Nothing in California is that empty. It yeah, that's true. Didn't work. Uh, did not work. So that work. bugged me. Did not work. But yeah, that's all I got. Ratings. Over at ADZ Horror, we use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Lloyd Dobler would rate being part of the corporate machine. I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything as a career. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed, or buy anything sold or processed, or process anything sold, bought, or processed, or repair anything sold, bought, or processed. You know, as a career, I don't want to do that. And for 10, think of how Qui-Gon Jinn would rate Anakin's midichlorian levels. Story is the first category in which we rate these movies. Uh, I picked this movie, so I guess that means I go first. Sure, Jack. I'm going to give this thing a 7 for story. I think it's really solid. Uh, I think it's pretty unique. I, Jake, like you mentioned, I really like the Craigslist thing. Oh, yeah. A lot of shit can happen from that. It's simple enough to not get in its own way at all. Um, and it's able to do enough without much exposition at all, other than the Katie Asselton phone scene. Um, but I don't like some of the ways Aaron deals with situations that doesn't feel believable to me. And I don't like the police's reaction. So seven good. Not great. Jake go. Uh, pretty much same line of logic as you, Jack. I'm giving a seven and a half. Uh, I'll just, the only thing I can really add is that I also liked conceptually the Joseph 
half of the movie, Aaron half of the movie setup. That's a pretty cool okay. way to to inform this uh, immersion. We'll get to seven and a half. Yeah, Mark. I hate going third because it makes me look like I'm a sheep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you did earlier on the podcast say, "Just tell me what to think." I just want someone to tell me what to think. That's a different thing. You are not a filmmaker. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I went with an eight because, yeah. Hey, there you go. Uh, Climb that ladder. I think this is. Uh, I, I like that we got progressively better instead of progressively worse, which happens. And I think that's a good indicator of the movie as as a whole. The story here is very straightforward, um, and I think a lot of it is just the the selling job that the uh, that Mark Duplass does at actually selling the story to us. It it, it all kind of ties in with a story this simplistic. I mean, it's basically just two guys hanging out, and one of them's a weirdo. That that's realistically the whole story. The the thing that I can fault it for is in the second half of the movie. There's a lot of stuff that isn't really all that believable and definitely wouldn't go down like that. Unless Aaron yeah. is like straight up suicidal. That's yeah, not how that would happen. Or selectively deaf for things that happen behind him. Yeah, he's hey. only deaf behind him. <laughs> that's a real thing, man. Don't belittle. That's uh <laughs> that's not a real thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Nope. It is. I think you'll find World Building and Immersion okay. is our next category to review, to rate movies. Um, I'm going to give it a 8 for World Building and Immersion. A 8. And you hit eight. my battleship. <laughs> what you're picking up on there, Jake, is is Jack didn't know what he was actually, what number he was going to say until he said it. <laughs> I know. No, I'm just not distance good. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think it's very, very immersive. I'm captivated by Mark Duplass's performance. I want to know what the hell's going on throughout the whole thing. Even when he's on the phone call, I'm like, what the fuck is actually happening here? And then, yeah, the second half ruins my immersion a little, but the first half is so great, and it gets a huge amount of points for the, Mark, like you said, the scene where it's just pitch black because he's supposedly turned off the camera. Eight. It's quite high. Mm. Jake. Mm. Um, I, again, agree with pretty much everything you said. My immersion in that first half of the movie was... Very, very high. Probably if I had to just rate that part, I'd give it like a nine. And then the second half is closer to like a seven, maybe even a little bit lower. Ultimately, I'm going to give it the same score that I gave to story. That's a seven and a half. It just didn't go out on the highest note. And I think that hurts it overall. Certainly more so than if it were to build in the second half would have been stronger from an immersion standpoint. So that rubbed me a bit, a bit the wrong way, but not too bad. Seven and a half is a good score. Yeah. Mark, how about you? Uh, I went with an eight. Uh, Just to keep it consistent with story. In this case, I actually think that story and immersion are pretty hard to separate. I would say the world building aspect is is minimal, but they do it well to kind of establish the history of Mark Duplass's character. And for the most part, I was on the edge of my seat for this entire thing. Uh, This is a really, really good movie. The areas that fail, like I touched on earlier, there's a few moments when... Aaron's walking around with the camera and he reacts as though he is an audience member in that he is only perceiving things through the camera instead of actually like being a human in a situation. Right. uh, Which is a little annoying. And also I always find it kind of funny when, uh, especially in found footage movies, they answer the phone and you can hear the other person talking like the camera somehow has the phone mic'd up. Like that's not really how that would work. But I mean, those are very minor quibbles. There's a few realistic things that happen or I guess, non-realistic things that happen later in the movie in part B, 
I guess. But none of that really... <laughs> you, you can quibble with it if you want. It's almost like the Saw effect. Like, there are things that if you start to dissect them, they fall apart, but... It doesn't really change the not, way you watch the movie. Not as bad as Saw. Yeah, not as Definitely bad as Saw. Not. Yeah. Definitely. Saw Start falls putting plans under microscopes. Apart. Yeah. And nothing's going to make sense. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. <laughs> I gave it an 8. Uh, yeah, okay. Scare Factor's next, right? Yep. I'm not... Yeah, yeah Scare Factor's That'd next. That'd be correct. Okay. I give this a 7 for Scare Factor. Um, I think it's quite creepy. Like, there's, there's moments of genuine fright for me. Um, like I said earlier, the tub scene is... Very unsettling. That's fucking oh freaky. The jump stairs do startle me, and while I think they're lazy, they do still startle me, and they serve the overall narrative well enough that they don't feel like they're just lazy jump scares. Um, and then the... I know this didn't work for you, Jake, but the scene where Mark Duplass is gyrating against the door just in silence with the sound of those pants, that freaked my shit out, man. That scared the shit out of me. And then that last jump scare gave me a really good jolt. Well, so I, it's high for me. And it's all its all the first half of the movie. Nothing yeah. in the second half of the movie scares me. You know what the uh, clever thing is about that and then, like, jump scare? Away is a little creepy. You two are just talking at the same time. Yeah. Mark, talk. Fuck. You know what the clever thing is about that final jump scare? Is what? once Aaron is dead, that is like the first moment in the entire film that you're allowed to decompress as, yeah, as a viewer. True. And then like three seconds later, there's a jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the more I think about it, the more I really like that jump scare. It's I like it a lot. Jake, what were you saying? I don't even remember. Okay, good. No, <laughs> I was gonna say the the scene with Peach Fuzz in the corridor. It was framed in such a way that I can understand. Like at first, I was like, "Holy shit!" And then the gyrations were hilarious in a really creepy <laughs> way. So yeah, and, and I guess even also with that, like the way Mark Duplass reacts to things, like when he says, "I was talking to whatever her name was," and then he just like runs away, but like waddles all weird. It feels real, but still terrifying. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. worked for me. It's so it's weird. it's getting a really high score for just being based on half the movie. Okay, yeah, Jake. I mean, this is kind of boring. I gave it a seven, also, and it's mostly <laughs> this movie just makes you feel like icky it made yeah. me feel yeah, that's icky. a good word and i think that like the biggest yeah no this applies to scare factor and the ickiness that it made me feel is what i mentioned earlier about mark duplass like having gone through the 80 minutes short movie of watching him in this movie i kind of forgot what he is like and then when i watched just him in a totally normal scenario i still felt like i was watching joseph and that yeah, says I'm, something about the like the staying power of the creepiness of this movie. Seven's a high score, like you said, Jack, but I think it's absolutely deserving for not being like out and out scary. It just gets under your skin. Yeah. Mark? I totally agree with that. Uh, and I think the important point there to make is like, I, I think one of the reasons this sticks with you is because it's a realistic kind of creepy. You know, like, it, like, if you stumble across a crazy slasher guy in a movie, you don't really expect to stumble across that person in your day-to-day -day life. But, like, there's an outside chance. I've already dealt with a Joseph in my life. Maybe not, like, a legit axe murderer kind of person, but <laughs> just, like, a fucking weird human being. Some sort of a deviant, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think he, like, that's the reason, I would guess, why this sticks with you so much, is because it's, up until the very end, it's pretty realistic and it's plausible. awkward it's plausible. and yeah. confusing. Yeah. Um, 
I ended up giving this a six. I, I think we're all mm-hmm. on the same line here. This isn't an outwardly scary movie. It does stick with you. Mm-hmm. And I really like the use of the term icky. Like, it's not a scary movie. It's an icky movie. It's just awkward and confusing. And I certainly wouldn't want to be in this situation. <laughs> no. But also, Mark <laughs> Duplass is not a scary person. Know what I mean? Right. I don't know, if man. Dupl- I watched a Mark Duplass interview, and I was like, "Uh." If Joseph's <laughs> if if Joseph's coming at me with an axe, I am ninety percent certain I'm gonna win that fight. Yeah. Yeah, you'd rather have Joseph coming at you with an axe than almost anyone else in the history. Than Leatherface. Yeah. <laughs> almost anyone. Basically, yes. anyone who yeah. runs the way he does, I'm yeah. okay with him chasing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, good point. Uh, Gave it a six. There you Fair go. Enough. There you go. Effects or judicious lack thereof is next. Mm-hmm. And I gave it a five for this. Okay. I think this is all the judicious lack thereof. I think it's entirely that. One hundred percent of that is based on their budget, which was almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. We think. Um, Me. Think. Really, the the only effect is the is the axing at the end, right? Where he hits a dummy in the head with an axe, and that's it works fine. But it's from so far away and with a bad camera. Um, sure. Like, and the other thing know, is, like, he hits him in the in the head with an axe, and he's just done. Like, he's just over. It just, I mean, that's how you would be. And I think that, I that don't know if that's well how you would me. be. I don't know. I think it is. Dude, I, mean, I think you you'd stand up Mark, and be like, the "Oh, there's an axe in my head," and run around. There'd be like blood everywhere. I don't know. I've hit a number of people in the head with axes, and see, I knew I already knew a Joseph. I knew it. <laughs> it's Jack. Yeah, but it's just. This one feels like they didn't do more with the budget because, or they didn't do more with the effects because of the budget. Um, I like I was thinking about it throughout the movie. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I give it a five. It's really middle of the road. They did they did a good job with the budget they had, but it's clear that they could have done more. So yeah, um, Jake. So there, we've talked about it before. There is an appropriate length you can go to with effects for whatever your budget may be obviously the budget was pretty much non-existent and i don't know because i don't make films on a regular basis but the vast just 90, in your off time just in my off time on uh, 99.9 of this movie judicious lack thereof all the way makes total sense brilliantly done you can't really give it a super high score because it's there's really nothing happening but hey like we were saying However, with the axe scene, like, you got to think that there's some inexpensive way they could have handled at least a little bit of blood. Maybe even in, like, afterward, there would have been something starting to pool. The complete lack of it kind of jarred me, and I, I just something would have helped. Anything. Sure. Uh, sure. So that brought me out of it a little bit. I was going to go with you, Jack, except for that. Going to dock it a full point and give it a four. All right. I'll buy that. Mark? Uh, well, we got it. We got it bookended pretty well. I gave it a six. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you guys have touched on it. It's a judicious like thereof movie. Uh, basically, it's hard to give it anything higher than... I don't, I don't know what my, uh, what my benchmark has been for judicious like thereof things in the past, but uh, I'm just going to make it up and say that it's a five. And then I'm giving it a bonus point because Peach Fuzz is a creepy mask. I mean, that's literally, like, the only effect mm. in the movie is just Peach Fuzz being a fucking creep. Just a prop. It is a good mask. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a prop. Like, that. I don't know what else I can weigh in on here. 
Mm-hmm. The effects at the end of the axe murder didn't, I, I don't know, that didn't bother me at all. I think it looked fine. Yeah. It's yeah. not the strike itself. It's like as the camera continues to be on and there's still no blood, you would you would bleed. You would bleed. Right. You bleed. I disagree. I don't think you, you have would. any blood in your he, head. He also <laughs> takes the axe out and then winds and up hits to him hack again. him again. Like yeah. any, there'd be blood. Yep. There's no blood in the uh, head though. You're right, Mark. I don't think Overall. there's anything in science to support you. No, I know. <laughs> Fucking let me do my overalls. Go, story. then do it. God. Just talk over uh, us. I gave it a... S- I gave it a seven overall. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's bumped up a little bit from it was the first time around as well. I think I gave it a five when I did it for CR. Um, and okay, that's a lot. That was really for how much I didn't like the second half of the movie, and that it I didn't still didn't like it this time around, but it bothered me a lot less. And I was so much forgot how captivated I was by the first half of this movie that that more than makes up for it enough. And just with everything and how like cool and innovative the movie is it's it's a seven i i think it's a i think it's a very good movie and definitely worth a watch jake um averages of my scores tell me six and a half i am gonna bump it up <laughs> a bit just for sheer icky factor i'm gonna give it a seven as well again boring scores but what can you do man yeah how about you mark uh i ended up giving this thing a seven and a half I guess we're all yeah. in line. Um, yeah. This might be our most consistent review. It might be. Like, score-wise. Well, the, this movie, it takes some risks. I think they're all risks that we would like in general. But it doesn't do a lot of extra shit that we can weigh in on. It's There are two actors. They both do a good to great job. The characters have sure. issues. The believability has issues. But, like, overall, there aren't really that many things you can, you can weigh in on that are going to change the way we perceive this movie. And I'm okay yeah, and with that's, that. That's something I want to give them a lot of credit for, because when you have the budget they have, you got to strip things down to keep it simple, and they do that expertly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for a movie that probably cost under $100 to film. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's... The Airbnb that's, costs more than that. Well, if it's even... That could just be Mark Duplass's house. I don't know. It could be. Like He's probably whatever. got a decent amount of money. I am so excited to see Creep 2 when it comes out. I think I so part of the brilliance of this is them not going too far into the backstory of uh, mm-hmm. Joseph, but yes. I do want some backstory on Joseph. So if that gets spread out over the course of three movies and they keep it like equivalently thin throughout, but you slowly build that arc, that is a perfect way to approach that character. Do you think it's going to change anything for you if you just go in with the movie being like, hey, this guy's a serial killer? Because I think that's going to, even if, like, we knew what was going to happen in this one, I think that's still going to change something for you. The game has changed, for sure. Yeah. Like, you no longer can go in with that, what's going on here, how creepy is this guy, how insane is this guy, what flavor of insane is this guy. You know his bag at this point. But, I think So I noticed, I noticed that, uh, Creep 2, you were done with your thought. (laughs) I was (laughs) mid-transitions. Go ahead. God, go ahead. I noticed that Creep 2 is a boy and a girl, which could mean it's a girl instead of instead of Aaron, or it could be his sister. So it's right? Katie Asselton being creepy? No. Uh, no, no, no well, no, it's, no. it's a different actress. I didn't... It's Mark Duplass and is. someone. Yeah. How do you like that? Not for... Katie Asselton? No. No, it's not. But I guess my point is that will fundamentally change the interplay between characters there just changing the gender things. Cause there is like a good amount of gender roles happening here that adds a level of, of kind of awkwardness to it. 
Like, you can't really tell if, if there's, like, a romantic thing between Aaron and Joseph or if it's just, like, purely, you know, just friends doing stuff. And they say it's both ways, but then they have a dream about them being in a bathtub together. It's like, all that kind of weird stuff happens. If that's if that's a woman in that role instead of Aaron, that changes things significantly. So I think there's two ways that Creep 2 could go. It could either go with, this is his uh, sister, and she's found him, and something happens. Or... Because uh, I don't think they'll go for the same thing where he just murders some chick. He could be out creeped by another creep. Yeah, I don't expect that. Gets that. too dextery. Eh. Yeah, she's actually just John Lithgow. Yeah. <laughs> we I'm sorry, Jake. I didn't mean to interrupt. What were you saying? Fuck you. He doesn't know. It's he forgets immediately. Past. He has the he has the memory span of a pregnant goldfish. It's incredible. That's what happens, man. <laughs> so what happens when you drink college away. Yeah. <laughs> Mix in a few concussions and you're set. So before we are totally done with the review, we do need to get back to what we had started. And that was highest score says, hey, you should watch this movie with your buddies and have a few beers because fill in the blank lowest score. This time it's collectively Jack and I. So we're gonna have to do this tag team style. <laughs> Why you shouldn't do that. So, Mark, you're the highest score. Why should you watch this and have a few beers with your friends? Uh, I mean, the threshold for watching a movie and having some beers with your friends is pretty low. Um, wow, glowing you review! Watch... You're really good at this. <laughs> yeah. We all gave this. We all gave this seven or above. Yes, I think this is an incredibly creepy movie, as you might mm-hmm. guess from the name mm-hmm. of it. And it's well acted. There's a lot of stuff to comment on in the performances. There's a lot of interesting stuff, especially if you're watching it with your buddies. That has to do with like relationships and friendships and stuff that comes out of there. I, there's a lot of conversations you guys could have. I don't know. Mark, Go do you have something it. you want to tell us? Uh, <laughs> no. You should read my dream journal, though. <laughs> Drombach. <laughs> Hans Vermhat. All right. Why you should you else? not watch reasons? this? Are you done rambling? <laughs> I just asked you why we should not watch this with your buds. All right, I'll kick it off. Okay. One reason is because I don't think the second half of this movie is great, and because I do think this is a movie best watched alone and focused on. Um, Jake, you got anything else? No, I was going to agree with exactly, well, not the second half bit. I think that could give her whatever. Take that or leave it. But the <laughs> this is a movie that I think you need to watch alone to get the most out of. It. Yeah, watching it with your buddies, you're just going to lose a bit. And I understand Mark's point about like it's commentary on relationships and like how some weird stuff can come out of that. That if some <laughs> weird we stuff, think Mark might have killed yeah, someone. If some weird stuff is coming out of what you're getting from watching this with your friends, I'm not sure that's your goal going into a movie with your <laughs> Those friends. People probably shouldn't be your friends. <laughs> so that being said, you should not watch it with your buddies <laughs> because you go might find out one beers. of them is a murderer. Yeah, go ahead and have the okay. beers. Do That's it That's a good point. Yeah. Reviewed. Reviewed. So we've reviewed Creep, but uh, we've all been drinking a little bit this episode. I think a little more than usual, even. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we want to keep hanging out, and we're, we're having fun. So what we're going to go ahead and do is, uh, those of you who listen to the horror a to z horror omnibus spectacular award reviews show holidays almost brilliantly almost done got it. brilliantly yeah. done 
might remember that towards the end of that thing, we all recommended other movies uh, to some of the other guys, like personal recommendations about what horror movies we should watch. So we thought we'd use at least some of this time to maybe, we've had some time to watch some of those movies, maybe go around the horn, talk about like one movie that was recommended to you and what you thought about it. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Hell all yeah. Right. Does anybody feel like kicking it off or, or should I should I start this thing? Go for it, Jack. All right. So I watched, I'll, I'll talk about, uh, Mark, you recommended to me the movie The Good Neighbor. Correct. Now, why did you recommend this thing to me? Uh, in, in a vacuum, it's a very good horror movie. I think a lot of people should watch it. I think it's interesting because even despite what I'd literally just said moments ago, it's not really a particularly horror-y horror movie. It's more of a drama that relies upon the horror genre as a whole to exist. But specifically, yeah. I recommended it to you because I wanted you to weigh in on the legal aspects of it. It's And I, I had a lot to say about the legal <laughs> I figured, I figured you would. Uh, <laughs> it's set against the backdrop of like a trial. So there are legal right. things happening here. And we won't spoil that movie. We're not here to do that with these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I will say it it was really unexpected. The the whole, like the ending, just the, the emotional punch it back, the whole thing hit me out of nowhere. I, I actually cried during this movie. So Mark. you can't spoil it, which is putting you in a hard spot, but why? Now, I haven't seen this, obviously, or I wouldn't be asking the question, but... Yeah, no, you can't, you can't, can't say curtain. why without spoiling it. You can't so, give a peek well, behind the curtain? It's, nope. it's, okay. well, it's just because it, it did not, I did not expect it to have any emotional resonance whatsoever. Okay. And it, it does. Hmm. And, and I cried. That's at a the end strange sensation for a horror movie. It, it I don't and that's think it's one of the reasons why I thought it was so good was because I had a very, I had a similar response. Uh, and it's not something you get in this genre, which is why I think it's such a unique film. Right. And why Jack thinks it's not a horror film. It, it isn't a horror movie. I don't think it's a horror movie. I think, Mark, you're right. It plays with some of the horror things to tell the story. But especially given the backdrop of the trial, like, none of it feels like a horror movie to me. Now, now that we've gone through that, though, like, talk to us about the legal aspects. Holy shit. This movie was written by somebody who might have gone to, like, a semester or two of law school, but has never, <laughs> like, knows the terms and knows that the terms have to happen in a jury trial, but has no concept like the judge you can't say that shit in front of the jury the whole point of the things they're talking about is to avoid the jury hearing those things it it's in i can't get like too specific with it just without spoil it's infuriating the legal aspects of this movie are astonishingly absurd zero out of ten <laughs> it's not zero out of ten yeah, because, because they you are can't right. fucking like, they, give a zero and, and because they're the, <laughs> they are the i can't oh, i can't do they're the correct legal terms and like they're used in sort of the appropriate place like the appropriate section of a trial but it's just not in any way how any of that goes down okay as someone who was a trial attorney for a while yeah for a while but overall what was what was your take on the movie I, I, I think it's a very enjoyable movie like you said Mark it's not really a horror movie but it is it is definitely worth watching I think it's De- delightful. It was a good movie. I like. James Con is tremendous. He does so much with so little. Yeah, he's really great. really good. Hmm. Yeah, I'll give it a watch. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it it's good. Uh, Mark, uh, since I picked the movie you reviewed for me, why don't you go next? 
Okay, well, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll make this thing cyclical then, and I'll go for what Jake recommended to me, which was a movie called The Borderlands, which is also called yeah. The Final Prayer. So if you're... Okay. okay. This, was, this took me longer than I care to admit to figure out. I was searching The Borderlands <laughs> trying to find how to watch this goddamn movie, and nothing would pop up yeah. until I found the Amazon link that went to The Final Prayer. So if you're yeah. trying to watch this... Yes. Look for the final prayer. Yeah, I don't think we've we've garnered that much international attention yet. <laughs> or attention whatsoever, actually. <laughs> In any case, you can either search for it as the Borderlands, which is the better name, or the final prayer. Um, this is... Well, okay, yeah, let's start it like this. Jake, why did you specifically <laughs> yes. recommend this to me? Well, Mark... Because it's found footage movie. It's a found footage yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> because it's the only found footage movie you watch that you liked. No, that's not true at all. I, re- I re- so okay, listener, this was going to be a several week process. I recommended more than one movie to each of these guys. Mark, I had multiple found footage movies for you to watch, bud. Was I, this, recommended- I can't remember. Was this the runner up or was this the main one? This was the runner up. Oh, okay, interesting. And yeah, so we'll get into why I was the runner up versus the other one next episode. Plug, tune in. But the reason I recommended this one specifically outside of it just being found footage is kind of difficult to talk about without spoiling the movie. But what I think it does really well is it's an interesting story that goes to a place that I have never fucking seen before. It makes some choices. It there does. are some choices being made. I, I got to say, it's interesting that you gave me this one and then I haven't talked about it yet, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Jack recommended to me they're watching, which I've already watched. Both of those make some choices. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, Very different kinds of choices. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, and I, mean, I actually think that's sort of part of the genre of found yeah. footage indie movies. Like, you kind of have to make a choice because everything sure. else has already been done. Yeah. Well, I think this one paid off in spades, and that's why I wanted you to experience it because I'm, I was pretty sure, despite you having seen numerous found footage films that's your bag you hadn't seen anything quite like this before and that it would hit you in a certain way i wasn't sure if that'd be positive or negative but that's what i was hoping to find out through this process so there you go true and so i mean i guess to put a small (laughs) amount of plot on it yes there's uh it's a team of like vatigan words it's bad i gan (laughs) it's a team of vatican inspectors trying to disprove like miracles that have happened essentially like they need to verify whether or not the thing that happened was actually a miracle or just some scam that someone's trying to get famous with. So they, yes, there are a bunch of religious people that are like knowledgeable in paranormal activity investigation, specifically trying to be skeptical and disprove the things that are happening. Correct. In this church in the Scottish countryside or British countryside. Uh, yes, the UK, the, the United (laughs) Kingdom countryside. Mm hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I had an incredibly fun time watching this movie. Uh, yeah. the first, I mean, there's certainly a shift, uh, and I think the whole point of doing this, uh, outside of what's rocking our horror world is that we're not spoiling anything, but I would say even pre-shift where it's just a generic, like them investigating a haunted church movie is, really 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 well done the acting is super good from three essentially completely unknown actors totally obviously never heard of any of them and they did 
a really good job. Super believable. That's cool. Yeah. And, and the only thing that I can really like take issue with is they could have, I, and I, I can actually see why you liked this, but they really could have explained more. There's, there's something <laughs> that happens to one of the characters, like in the yeah. first third of the movie that, just sort of happens and then they don't talk about it at all and nothing ever <laughs> comes like I, I and then it sort of just ends it just sort of is oh actually the if you want to talk about a movie just sort of ending this is the one yep uh this <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah this movie i i want another two minutes <laughs> of this movie two minutes will do it that's all i need just don't just don't I don't do know if I do. I don't know if I want those two minutes because if it kept going in that direction, those two minutes were going to be whoa. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they they back themselves into a corner and and basically it's sort of like some like when you're mopping and you just end up in a corner. You actually have to do something with that. But as a filmmaker, you just show someone mopping themselves into a corner and then you cut to credits. And that's what they did in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you back yourself into ballsy. a creative corner that you can't get out of. And it was ballsy. Just, yeah. I yeah I agree. It was it was a very bold choice that they did here. <laughs> yep. Yes. I I'm glad that you recommended this one, and I would recommend it to other listeners if you like that's, found footage and paranormal. That is stuff, one that I would good. absolutely recommend to any horror fan. Awesome. I, I like that concept footage. a lot because yeah. that's the thing that really happens, right? The the Catholic Church has to investigate to see what's actually a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's and they, actually and they really have good. all of this. Yeah. There's some good kind of like. The way in which they build the main character, Deacon, is such that, like, he's dealt with this bullshit for so long that he is, like, totally given up on the idea of something that could be miraculous. And he nice. is just a fucking down. I read that. I read that differently. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't think he's the skeptical one of the crew. The other guy is the skeptical mm, one. He's, like, turned to Buddhism. Well, whatever. We we don't we don't really need to get into that one. <laughs> We're okay. here to talk about that movie. Um, Jake, your turn. Yeah. So I wasn't sure which movie to talk about this week, but because I hinted at it earlier, I'm not going to leave people unsatiated. Banging. I'm going to talk about Ratter. <laughs> this was, and it, it's also kind of like going full circle. Mark recommended yes. this one to me. That's um, not full circle. That's oh yeah, the that's the opposite. opposite that's me circle. going backwards. Um, I'm going to go backwards. <laughs> Mark recommended this one to me. Um, Mark. Give it to us. Uh, Why'd you I, recommend this for Jake? I recommended this movie just because it was arguably my favorite movie that we watched last year. And I wanted to recommend well, someone and I already give it. I had already given Jack the other one because this one didn't really include any legal angle. <laughs> <laughs> this Look, I, I recommended this to you because it's a great movie. And I honestly just kind of wanted someone else to weigh in on it to tell me mm -hmm. whether or not I'm an insane person. <laughs> Got it. All right, Jake. Well, I think you it. also said something, something. I live alone on the East Coast. Something, something. Along with sure. your, I just want to shout it from the rooftops. So I feel like that was me shoehorning that into a oh <laughs> shoehorning. It was. It was. Yeah. But so your plea at the end of that was please validate my existence. Yes. And I got to tell my you, exact man, words. Totally. I can t t your existence is validated. It was a good okay. watch. Um it is a creepy movie that in some similar ways to creep, but in some very different ways to creep makes you feel really icky. And this yes. one, yeah, this one is such that you feel the whole time like and I think it's its main strength, you're kind of spying on someone's personal affairs. You're just looking in on everything about their life. 
And that doesn't feel good at all. It feels like shit. And then you add that the fact that you're kind of helplessly watching someone who's really fucked up do it over the course of the movie. And this isn't spoiling anything. The end product is super, super creepy. Like, I just, I thought it was really well paced. Some of the pacing, and you might disagree, Mark, it'd be an interesting conversation to have, really reminded me of Paranormal Activity. Sure. But instead of a demon, you had a creepy guy who was technologically yeah. advanced. Um, Certainly. Yeah. I had some qualms with it in terms of, like, her reaction to things and the overall, like, pace at which she got scared and ultimately what she chose to do with the situation. But... More than anything, I just thought that, like, the way it made me feel, it stuck with me after the movie's credits rolled, which is similar to what Creep did, so it's a good tie-in to the discussion we had earlier. Uh, Just a good watch. I'd recommend that to anyone as well. I think it's flown so far under the radar that I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, But, yeah, this is one that definitely makes you want to own guns. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's really true. And I'm, I'm realizing now that... Both movies that I recommended, this and The Good Neighbor, uh, kind of like, they both, I, look, I'll, I'll, I'll be straight with you, they both made me cry, but for completely different reasons. The, the Good Neighbor has its own emotional punch. This this one, I had like a, a like gut physical reaction to this movie. Yeah. This, this did things to my like subconscious mm-hmm. <laughs> that, <laughs> that I don't approve of. I kind of feel violated by it. I um, I understand. But the, the climax is is immense. Yes. <laughs> and that's all I want to say about it cuz Yeah, I totally you should agree go watch this. Climax is immense. <laughs> it was and an immense Mark, climax, guys. Back to your point about fucking searching for this movie. I had to goddamn go on Amazon and buy a DVD of this thing, and I am not a man who owns a DVD player at this point in my life. <laughs> So it took a while. Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, it's true. And I appreciate yeah. you going through the effort. I hope it was worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Highly recommended. Watch Ratter. Yeah, this movie awesome. needs to get distribution, man. If this were to drop I don't on understand. Netflix, it would Frankly, explode. yeah. I don't really understand why it's not more easily available right now. I mean, That's who knows? I, yeah. I don't understand that side of business at all. Like, Suspiria is another example. We've been wanting to review Suspiria for multiple months now and it's just yeah. like you can't it's not available i bought the dvd in like july of suspiria <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what can you do well who's the sucker now jack <laughs> at some point we'll watch that movie i think maybe not who knows have you i uh, jack i know you also bought Rattered. have you seen it yet i haven't watched it yet no okay yeah well Cool. I'll definitely be watching it this week. I mean, I think good. that's a good segue. I mean, we're going to be, like I said, talking about these movies that we'd recommended to each other over the course of this segment for the next few podcasts. So that's something to look forward to for sure. Yeah. And with that, you want to get us the fuck out of here? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why are you so meh about everything this I don't week? Know. I don't it's know. It's the hardest part of his week, man. Saying goodbye to the listeners. I know. I hate it. <laughs> listeners, thank you. Uh, this is the A to Z Horcast, as you well know by now, uh, coming at you from the Phantom Podcast Network for now the third week in a row. If you like Woo! the podcast, give us a like, a download. That certainly helps. And just keep listening. More than anything, keep listening and share with us anything you might want to watch. Opinions, ask us questions. We'd be happy to interact. God knows. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
The music you've been hearing has been coming out from space, like it always has. Anything you might want to know from the podcast will be linked right under where you're listening to this from in SoundCloud or any podcast app that you might see it on or listen to it on, rather. And next week, we're going to be finding out just how tangentially or poorly, frankly, related the movies that we picked in our most recent draft are related to each other (laughs) because we're following up Creep with It Follows. And the whole goal was to string together movies that we thought had some connection. So tune in for that. (laughs) It's going to be a shit show. Until next time, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Rastafari! Okay. (laughs) Fuck.